Welcome back. You're listening to the Sis You're Doing Okay podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm really glad you chose to join me this week. All right, so first and foremost, um, I have gum in my mouth, and I just put it in my mouth, and I don't want to spit it out. So if you hear me chewing a little bit, that's what that is. Um, this week I'm really excited to be back. Um, took a little time off, uh, felt my feelings, you know, cause that's important. And this week I'm going to be talking about parenting, right? And so some of you who are not parents to be like, eh, I don't really need to listen. No, listen, there are parenting things that are applicable to people who are not parents. Um, some principles, uh, I've been reading through the old Testament as a part of my Bible reading challenge for the year. And I was very surprised this year when I learned so much about parenting um, from the book of Numbers and Leviticus. It's, It's crazy. Like, I think those are probably considered two of the drier books of the Bible, but there was some good, good insight just about how, um, parents should expect their children to behave um, and vice versa, how children should expect their parents to behave. Um, And so like, even if you're not a parent and you think that you don't want to listen to this, send this to a friend who has kids, um, who's a believer or not a believer. Because again, a lot of the things in the Bible are biblical, but they're also solid principles of truth. So um, there's a little something for everybody. But before we get into this episode, I wanted to invite you into a little bit of an intimate space with me and one of my children. She was, uh, she had expressed a few weeks ago that she wanted to just be on the podcast and I was trying to figure out a way to get her on here. So we're just going to have a little chit chat. It's about a five minute segment. And I mean, this is how we are. Our relationship is the way that it is. And so, and that is one of the key ingredients to good parenting. Now, I'm not sitting here like a parenting expert. I am not even an expert in my own home, but I have learned a lot. So I'm going to share with you. And uh, one of the things that I have definitely learned is that relationship is foundational to every parenting experience. We are aiming for good relationships with our kids because People who trust people and like people learn from those people. And so that's my goal. Anyway, here's a little sneak peek into one of our very um, candid conversations. We have these all day long, um, but today you get to be a fly on the wall. So uh, enjoy, and I will meet you on the other side of this episode. So today I have with me beside me one of my children, she is um, girl two, child three. Uh, you don't have to say your name if you don't want to. <laughs> and uh, we're just going to chit chat because she said she wanted to be on the podcast. So what did you want to be on the podcast about? I don't know. <laughs> so you're just going to stay here? I don't know. Oh, you want me to ask you questions? Yeah, ask me questions. Okay, so what is it like to be a part of this family? I'm not, I'm keeping it very light. It's vague. <laughs> 
being a part of the family is no, big. No, you're... My question? Yes, it's very big. Okay, so how could I make it less big? Be more specific. Like, but, okay, so... In your experience, uh, how is it living in a house with a podcaster? Oh, she's always screaming at us to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. Yeah, were you really, though? Yeah. I don't scream so wait, much wait, anymore. We just have to be quiet because if we're not quiet, then she can't do her podcast for all of you guys. For all of the sisters, right? And so they, they definitely do their best, right? Because what kids are Except loud. for the other one. I mean, we don't have to really go into that. <laughs> It's true, but anyway, um, so you're gonna be a teenager soon. That's gonna bring my teenager count up to three. Wow, new record, a new record, right? And so, how does it feel being in this age category? Does it feel any different? No. Um. Okay. I don't know. You like you say what you want to say. Nothing. How was it like having five kids, one husband, and a cat? <laughs> uh, it's a, it's definitely a, a journey. Uh, adventure, I think, is the actual better word for what life feels like. Every day is a new adventure. You know, five different personalities. Six, six, seven different personalities to take into account. You know, because... Yui the cat definitely has her own little personality going on there, but for the most part, she keeps to herself. And then we have, you know, five children who are figuring out their personalities. And then one husband who is doing his best to keep up with me and all of my things. Antics. And <laughs> so it's pretty, it's, uh, it, it's an adventure. Is that enough? Now ask me. What do you ask you what? Ask me. Ask you. How is it like having five siblings? How four <clears throat> or five? Are we counting four? S- okay. How is it like having four siblings? Well, you know, me being the middle child, they're always hanging out with each other. <sighs> I never get to hang out with them, so I feel so lonely. You <laughs> really? <laughs> Except. Except that you have an entourage that follows you around. Literally. They always follow me around. I didn't ask them to. You're because they like you. You're, your personality is magnetic. Um, also, I think it's really interesting for me because like, I don't really like being around people all that much. Right? And then I have a lot of people. I live with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. Um, and then um, all of the people want to be around me. That's a, large, that's a large way of saying that you need to get used to people. I guess you. so. <laughs> He's working me in. And it's so funny because even even um, your sister said, you know, um, or was it you who said I'm the popular one in the house? I think it was her. She's like, you're the, but mommy, you're the popular one and everybody wants to be around No, it was me. It was was you. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, but I don't want to be popular. And then, like you said, I guess it's just the Lord saying, hey, get used to people. Get used to it, babe. I mean, isn't it kind of funny, though, that somebody who doesn't really like being with people has a lot of people around her all the time? 
Yeah, it's kind of funny. And you also chose to homeschool too. And I chose to homeschool too, right? What was I thinking? Not only did I not send all the people that are with me to school, I chose to homeschool them, which means 24-7 engagement with all these peoples. Yeah, that's definitely God. Definitely. Um, uh, well, well, we have a stage name for you. Chad Wannis. Okay. The one chat silent. Okay, Chad Wannis. Which is your stage name? <clears throat> Thank yeah. you so My gamer tag, follow me on twitch.tv. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to my channel on YouTube. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit the little notification bell and give this podcast five twinkly stars. Yeah, I didn't even ask you to do that. You better do that. Give this podcast five twinkly stars. Don't I, forget to follow me on twitch.tv. I don't have Twitch. Neither do I. So why are you saying that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Child 3, Girl 2, thank you for being... Chad, what is? Thank you for being on the podcast with me. Does it, do you feel satisfied? Yeah. I'll be back. All right. Okay, bye. My mystique is thick. <laughs> All right. So how are you guys this week? I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. I'm so glad that I get to share this with you because um, this, what I'm about to share with you has literally revolutionized the way that I think about parenting. Um, And I think that it has the potential to do the same for you. Um, If you are a believer, definitely take this to heart. If you are not a believer, definitely take this to heart Um, because, you know, Anybody who's an, who is a parent knows that parenthood is the most gangsta hood there is. Like, like, first of all, we get these kids, right? No instruction manual. Everything else that we acquire in life comes with some type of instruction manual. We don't get that with kids, right? And then, and then they come and they're nonverbal, so they can't even tell us what they need. And so all of our parenting experience is chalked up to us figuring stuff out, looking for the cheat codes, trying to decode the cry, trying to decode the grunt, trying to decode the behavior, trying to be decode. Like, it's just a lot, right? And then you throw into the mix personality, right? And, and a willfulness and a sinful nature that comes from within. Um, and then you got a perfect storm for a lot of frustration, right? Toddlers don't want you to do things for them and then you do things for them when they want you to and then you don't do them right and then there's a tantrum and a meltdown, right? Then you got school-age kids who are feeling themselves and they feel real independent and they wanna do everything but they can't. They don't have the capacity to do the things that they think they can and they're offended when you tell them or when they find that out for themselves then we go into the teenage years and you know they're trying to identify themselves according to themselves and you know doing whatever they need to do to um you know chart their own path and make a a, a personality that they think that they are um and all of that is perfectly beautiful it's fine it's supposed to happen i heard one mom say that if god put the teenage years in the middle between childhood and adulthood and every child every person passes through it then there must be a reason for it right so we can look at these teenage years with such contempt because 
hello, it's hard and frustrating and confusing and overwhelming because not only are they changing, but you as a parent also has to change. And it's just like, like I said, parenthood is the realest gangster hood that ever existed. And so sometimes we can get down on ourselves and think that, you know, if our kids, if we do certain things with our kids, then our kids should turn out a certain way. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't already know this, or if you know and you forgot that mom, dad, whoever it is that's listening to this podcast, there is no guarantee on how your kids are going to turn out. And this is a lesson that I learned from the book of Leviticus and Numbers, okay? So just give you a little recap. I'm not gonna uh, preach a sermon from the Bible, but I'm going to give you an idea of how this is going to make sense. So here we have the community of Israel, okay? God uh, rescued them from Egyptian slavery by great acts of wonders and miracles. Like we're talking splitting seas open. We talking a pillar of cloud and fire. Um, we talking about like some very, unnatural things, supernatural things um, happening right before the eyes of this community, right? Literally God, the perfect father is giving these people everything that they need. They complain, they bicker, they start fantasizing about going back to Egypt. They just can't like, listen, they just don't care okay they are stiff-necked that's how they are they are described in the bible they are uh ungrateful and um they just trash like literally sometimes (laughs) i have to remember that you know the people of israel i'm more like them than i'm not but just reading about them was so frustrating right because because what I saw in them, I also saw in myself and my children. And uh, so, so, so based on those things, I'm going to share the lessons that I've learned. So the first thing I learned is that um, when we are parenting, it is very important that we extend grace, even when it's not reciprocated. And there I saw in the, uh, the, the, the desert of the Bible where the community of Israelites were hanging out. I can't remember the exact name right now. So that's why I just said desert of the Bible. Um, and God is literally providing manna from heaven. Um, he's given them water. Um, he's talking to them, giving them directions, doing miracles right before their eyes. And still they're not grateful. They're, 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 they're ungrateful, but that doesn't stop God from doing what he's doing. He keeps giving goodness to the people as they need it. So we, as parents, that is the goal. Our kids, mm, they're going to be ungrateful. Okay. Let's just put it out there. We could train them, right? We could give them all of the, you know, the doctrines and teach them in habits and, and courtesy and politeness. And, 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 and then, and then the teenage years come and their brains get washed over by something. And then all of that kind of falls out. And, and then you're just like, what happened? Right. And then all of a sudden they're ornery and ungrateful and you don't really know why. Okay. 
But that's not our cue as parents to give up and say, forget about these people because they don't even appreciate what I'm doing for them. No, 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 no. That's when we can be, uh, take our cue from the way that God did it and continue to extend love and grace, understanding that these are your people. (laughs) These are your people and God has a plan for them. And so we need to, rather than pull away in offense, we need to move towards them with grace and compassion. The next thing um, that we're going to want to do is expect them to be ungrateful. And I know that sounds like, well, no, I don't want to do that. But listen, if you have little kids, right, and sometimes it's a little bit hard to see beyond their cuteness because they are so adorable when they're little, right? There's going to come a day when that little cute little sweet darling is going to turn into a bigger version of that sweet darling that you love right now. And you're going to get some attitude, right? And you're going to be doing all of these things for them, buying all the clothes, the shoes, the books, the toys, the gadgets, the gaming stations, the everything, okay? You are literally going to be giving them everything that you can. And guess what? they're going to be ungrateful at some point. And you know what? I want to tell you this because nobody told me this, but I want to tell you this because sometimes that can be very jarring for us. We can get super offended at that. We can get really upset at the fact that these kids are not appreciating all of the sacrifices that we are making for them in the same way. God, God made all of the sacrifices. I mean, down to giving his only son to be uh, crucified for our sins. He continues to give us everything and we still, in our stubbornness and rebellion, continue to be ungrateful. So if if God, right, who is perfect, creator of all creation, has kids who are ungrateful, how, how much more, how much more can we expect that our children will be? Because they're like us, right? So don't be surprised when your kids are ungrateful. And I know it feels it's offensive, but also please don't take it to heart. Remember, <laughs> like Mufasa says, remember who you are. You are the parent and it is your responsibility to pro- provide for them and to furnish them with the goodness because in doing so, you are showing them a picture of the father. And, and eventually... I don't know how long it'll take, but eventually they will rise up and call you blessed. So please expect them to be ungrateful. Don't be super offended by them. The next thing is, um, I think I've already kind of said it, but even if you're close to doing everything perfectly, like when I say, because I know some moms who are like type A, tight ship, they they do everything. Like they got the schedules, they got the routines, they got the meal plans, they got, they do everything, right? They, they teach their children scripture, they study God's word together, they do Bible studies, they take them to church, they go to Awana, they do all the things, all the right and noble things. And still, that child, those children can take a sideways turn. Um, My daughter, my eldest daughter, who has always been very uh, mature and wise beyond her days, she said to me one time, she's like, mommy, you could, you could be doing the best job. 
you could do all the right things. But then there's this thing called personality and everybody has one. So regardless of how good you are doing as a parent, we choose based on our personality. And I thought, wow, there are no truer words that I have ever heard. So mom, dad, if that's you, you're doing all the right things and for some reason your kids are still acting up, I, I, want, I want to say to you, I want to say to you very, very, very honestly, you are doing a good job. If you are putting in that work, okay, and you are, you are showing up and doing the things that need to be done for your child and they still decide not to, that's your child's choice. And a lot of the times, like a lot of the times, a lot of times, sometimes, sorry about that, guys. A lot of the times what happens is we as parents can become delusional and think that we are in control of our kids. We also think that we can claim ownership to our children. But if you are a believer, you understand that we are, as parents, we are stewards, not owners. And what a steward does is a steward takes care of their owner's possessions until their owner comes back or in this case maybe let's call it boss until their boss comes back these children are investments from the father they are not ours we need to hold our children tightly but not too tightly because what we are doing essentially as parents is preparing them to become what god wants them to be we put in what we can. We pour into them what we can pour into uh, them. But at the end of the day, salvation is a choice that we all make individually. So our kids are going to choose what they want. We don't have control. We don't have control. We can keep them from doing things, but we can't make them do anything. And so and so, I think uh, what we need to understand is that just because our kids may look like they're failing, it doesn't mean that we as their parents are failing. We're, we, may, we may not be doing everything exactly the way it should be done, but if we're giving an, an earnest effort and our kids are still not, it's probably not you. There's something that I've really come to appreciate. Um, and I like, I, see all these things I'm saying to you? I got this from reading the Levitical laws and how God takes care of his children in spite of their rebellion. He kept on giving to them. Um, um, and so I was about to say, I've learned that we need to take ownership of what we own. Like when I say ownership, I mean of our emotions, of our, of our thoughts, of our actions and, and our kids the same, right? We cannot guarantee salvation in our children, but we can hope for it, right? And we can pray and we can believe. Um, and if I take this out of context, context of the Christian worldview and just put it into like a human worldview, um, we can provide the best conditions for our children, but at the end of the day, our children are going to choose what our children choose. And we can nurture and we can, uh, we can nurture all we want, but a lot of it comes down to nature. Okay, so moving on to the next and probably the most relieving part. If ever you have looked upon your child and wanted to high five them in the face 
or give them a fist pump to the throat. You are not alone, okay? It's perfectly normal to feel contempt towards your children from time to time. Now, the key is to not live in that space, right? Because like I said, we get offended and we are human. But also, I want I don't know if you know this, right? But in the book of Leviticus and Numbers, several times God is like, I'm done with these people. Moses, step back. I'm about to come down and destroy all these people and I'm going to make a great nation out of you, okay? Because I'm through. I am through with these people. He got angry. God got angry. And I think a lot of the times because of our own experiences with anger, we are afraid to admit that we are angry at our kids. But God got angry at his kids. Girl, you gon' get angry at those kids and that's okay. It's perfectly okay. But I wanna, I wanna qualify that with this. God's anger is only for a moment, but his love is everlasting. So as a parent, please experience your anger, but make it your goal to be a momentary anger, okay? Don't carry bitterness. Don't carry that frustration. Don't carry that anger for days and days and days. Let it be for a moment and and let love be the greater portion. Now I'm sitting here and please don't make me, don't, don't, don't think that I am perfect at this girl. I can hold a grudge. Okay. Um, I get frustrated. Um, I say things to my husband and he's just like, but Des, how could you say that about your kids? (laughs) And he has to call me up. He has to remind me, Hey, these are your kids. You can't, you can't be feeling like that about your kids for too long. Um, but I think what I really just want to say is I want to free you from the guilt or the shame that may come from you feeling like you don't like your kids. It's normal, right? Do you know that in the Bible, there is actually no command to the children that they should love their parents. The command is that they should obey and honor and respect, but they never said that they're never given the instruction to love. And we as parents... We, um, sometimes we're unlikable and sometimes we, they are unlikable and sometimes we love them and sometimes they love us. Sometimes they hate us and sometimes we hate them. Those are all perfectly normal human emotional experiences. So please don't feel guilty if you ever just look at your child and you want to floor them. Don't do it though. Don't do it. But it's okay to have that feeling. It's okay. Acknowledge it. Hey, I'm really, I'm so angry right now. I could just knock that child out. But I'm not going to do it because, because they belong to God and I'm probably going to go to jail. So <laughs> anyway, um, I think those are all of the points that I wanted to share with you. So let's just recap. Um, in your parenting journey, please extend grace and love, even if it's not reciprocated. Also, expect your children to be less than perfect. Expect them to be um, ungrateful. I mean, not like in a in an unhealthy way, but just expect it. Don't be surprised by it, I think is what I'm trying to say. Don't be surprised when your kids start acting like sinners, okay? Don't be surprised because because that's what they are. And that's what we are. And we're all redeemed by the grace of God through Christ Jesus, if that's the choice of life that you've made. So don't be surprised. And then lastly, even if you are close to being a perfect parent, even if you are like one notch down from God himself, even God himself had some 
disobedient kids, okay? So don't be hard on yourself. You're doing the best that you can. They have their own walk, their own journey, their own things to figure out. And you are just there to facilitate their growth and to catch them when they fall and to encourage them when they need it. You know, God has was always gracious and kind and patient. He wanted the best for his kids, right? But they didn't really appreciate his provision. But you know what? That didn't stop him. He kept on extending it. He kept on extending it. But he also gave order and structure and consequences. And so that's what we need to take to heart. Provide order for your children. Provide structure for your children. Make sure that you have consequences that make sense to the offense, okay? Don't come up with outlandish things that don't make sense to what they've done, right? Be intentional about that. In our parenting, we are going to need to model these things to, to our children because because they're learning, right? And so so rather than rather than being surprised by their shortcomings and their childishness, what we need to remember is that we are we are the adults here. We are the thermostats, okay? We are controlling the temperature of our home and our family environment. And so we want to model uh, to our children's pa- children's our children's. We want to model to our children patience. We want to model to them enduring love. We want to model generosity and giving good things even when They've done nothing to deserve it because because that's us, right? We got eternal life when we deserved eternal death and damnation. God gives good things even to people who don't deserve it. And again, it's okay to feel like you want to floor them. It's okay to get that feeling that you want to knock them out. But, but like I said, don't. You give those consequences and align your consequences with the offense um, and not just arbitrary heat of the moment off the edge type offense consequences um and 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 i think you'll you'll find that when you when you come to the place i'll I'll just tell you for me i have come to a place of peace knowing that um my children belong to the lord he loves them way more And that's sometimes unfathomable for me because I love my kids so much to the point where I would die for them. But that's what God did. He loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us so that he could raise and we could raise with him in glory and eternal life. Give yourself a pass, okay? You are doing the best that you can. Parenting is hard. And the struggle is real. But also, don't be surprised by these things because they're all part and parcel of this parenting package. Take a deep breath. Remind yourself who you are. I'm the mom. I'm the dad. I I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And when they mess up because they will, and when they offend you because they will, and when they embarrass you because they will, just remember It has to do more with them than it does with you. And you provide them with the structure and the order and the support that they need. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to be a perfect parent. Nobody's going to have a perfect child. And they are going to make their own path make sense to them. So give them space. Let them be who they are. 
and you take care of you too. Take care of yourself, mom. Take care of yourself, dad, because because they need you. They're looking to you and they're looking to you to see how you handle hard things. All of this is learning, guys. All of this, all of this is is learning and and the experience that we're gaining through all of these trials are creating in us endurance. And on that note, come back next week because I'm going to be talking about something that most people, I don't know. I don't know where people, most people, I can tell you where I was on it, but uh, I'm going to be talking about the past and the importance of remembering the past. Um, so if you're really interested in hearing my insights on that, because you know, a lot of people will say, Oh, don't let the past rule you don't be uh, stuck in the past. Oh, the present is a present and you know, the future is where we're heading. So don't always look back in the past and don't live in the past, but listen, 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 listen. There is so much value in looking to the past to remember things. Anyway, I will go deeper into that next episode. So before I leave, I want to remind you that, you know, life is hard. Parenting is hard. Everything's hard. Losing weight is hard. Eating well is hard. All the hard things. But guess what? Just because something is hard, we don't give up, right? We get to take a break. We get to take a rest. We get to try differently. But there is no benefit in just giving up. So don't give up. Where you are right now is not going to be where you will be in years to come. But there will come a day when you'll look back on this time compared to where you're going. And you will marvel at how much this time caused you to grow. It might not feel like it right now. But sis, you're doing okay. I'll talk to you next.